After a military career of tremendous leadership responsibility and service, navigating an everyday civilian career can present difficult obstacles in ways most of us take for granted. You'll hear from Andrea Phils how she and her team of mentors, alumni, and volunteers at Salute Colorado are supporting military veterans with awesome programs to help with successful, life-altering transitions on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and I'm looking forward to a conversation with Andrea Phils, Executive Director of Salute Colorado, an awesome nonprofit doing great things to help military veterans. Andrea brings extensive leadership experience to her role, which includes stints as an internal auditor, client relationship manager, trainer, and retirement plans implementation specialist. Andrea is a strong community advocate with a focus on her local community, as well as active duty and veteran soldiers and their families. She was actively involved in Oppenheimer Funds' business resources groups and was a key member of the Military Network Steering Committee from its inception in 2016 until the company's closing in 2019. Andrea has served on the board of the Denver Centennial Chapter of the Association of the United States Army since 2012 and is the current chapter president. She also served as co-chair of the Fruta Historic Preservation Board, is a board member at large for the Aurora Police Foundation, previously served on the Aurora Police DARE boards. She holds Bachelor of Arts degrees in Behavioral Science and History from the Metropolitan State University of Denver, is a certified internal auditor and certified investments and derivatives auditor. Outside the office, Andrea likes to travel and stay active by spending time with her family and friends and volunteering or attending various community activities. So now that I feel like a complete slacker, Andrea, thanks so much for being here. We're grateful. Thanks for having me. I feel like I need a nap after listening to me that. Me too. Anyways, I'll, we'll start off simple. So how would you describe Salute Colorado to somebody that doesn't know anything about it? Salute Colorado's main mission is to support veterans in their transition from their military service into successful work in the in the community sector. So moving on to their their careers, their civilian careers. Awesome. So, you know, in doing a little bit of research, it was interesting to see that in some of these cases, this is this will be the first time some of these guys will actually have to do a formal job search. Correct. So talk about that a little bit. What's that like? Correct. And and a lot of the folks that we have come through the program have done full military careers. So they're coming to us after 20, 25 years in the military, having grown up in the military, have had having had great success in the military right. and, and reached great level, levels of leadership. But what you don't realize until you start thinking about it is in doing that, you miss out on a lot of the lessons that you might have gotten in the in the corporate workspace. Interesting. Somebody who's you know, had their success in the military service, has never had to negotiate for salary, has never had oh, to wow. determine if a particular business is a good cultural fit or if a team is a good fit for them or had to figure out even even down to something so simple as what to wear. Because wow. if you're in the military, you are told what to wear sure. for every occasion 
down to your socks. So the whole idea of having to navigate all of those things while while going through the difficulties of a regular job search for any of us. I mean, job searches are difficult, period. Trying to find a good place is not, not easy for any of us, but coming missing some of those skills, not because you don't have them, because you've never needed to build those muscles. It's never been your normal. Now you're in a completely new normal, so to speak. Right. So that's got to be a big, big transition. Yes. And that's one of the tenets of our programs and and a piece that we take great, great pride in is we figured out what those things are or the big things are. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot of little things too right. and found a way to provide that training to them in a manner that helps them get up to speed to bridge that gap so that they're not coming in disadvantaged. One of the really key things that we focus on as an underlying goal of ours is to ensure that no veteran is underemployed, which is awesome. something that frequently happens. Yeah. They come out they try to get a job, they are not sure how to do it or what the right approach is, or they're missing one of those skills and they end up in a job that is lower than their abilities or they're not getting paid Mm. the right amount. And we're trying to make sure that doesn't happen. These people have served their country and done great things and they they should be able to come into the civilian sector and continue to be successful. 100%. So- Talk about that a little bit. I've, I've read a little bit about your three different Valor programs and I'd love for you to talk about those a little bit. I think they're awesome. And they, it sounds like it's a full suite of, of services that that are available to these vets. Yeah, we've tried to develop our programs in a way that they support different types of demographics. So we're not missing missing someone. Mm-hmm. Um, we focus on veterans that have been in a little more than a minimum stint um, and have had success in the military. They're generally the high performers. Um, Our Valor Bridge program is is generally been attended by those who have been in the military for 10 years or more. And as I was talking about previously, a lot of them have done full military careers. So we do have a lot of people come through the program who have done 20, 25, some, some of them have done 30 years. Serious leadership positions, I'm sure. Yes. And, and have done amazing things. Yeah. But if you started at 18 or 20 and you're getting out after 20 years, you got a lot of life left. And if you don't want to go into defense contracting, you, you might need some help to bridge that gap. So, so the Valor Bridge program is an eight week two nights a week intensive training it's um the founder of that program refers to it as an mba light so we kind of do a soup soup to nuts approach and we build each class builds on the last class and we start off with disc and strength finders assessments to help them understand themselves and where their skills lie to help them determine what areas of the civilian sector they might want to go into and we build on that and work towards personal branding we work towards how to do your linkedin profile understanding corporate structure how to how to translate your resume from military speak to civilian speak because 
you can, as as many people might realize, military can speak in all acronyms. All acronyms. You can have yeah. an entire sentence that is all acronyms. It sounds like alphabet soup. If you don't understand it, you have no idea what's being said. So we have to make sure that their resumes speak civilian language and speak to what they did versus, you know, I was an NCO, I see did this, did that. And people are like, I have no idea what that means. Um, uh, we, so we do the, we do the resumes. We also do a mock interviewing night where a corporation or company in the, in the local area will host us and they will do actual interviews where it's in a, safe space so that they're able to do that interview and practice and get real-time feedback from that interviewer and that's somebody that interviews all the time so that they can start building that muscle um we also do a networking night which is a similar practical type of exercise where it's a networking event, yeah. but we bring in people from the community that know that they're practicing their elevator pitch. They're practicing their their personal branding, so they get a chance to do it and also get some feedback. Like that's awesome. Hey, if you approach it like this and tell me this first, and those are great things to have. And I recognize these are great things that everybody could no appreciate. From, no kidding. Um, helps us all build our skills, but it it's especially helpful to them because the structure in the military is very, very different. Um, but at the end of the Valor Bridge program, so we go through all these training sessions and bring in different experts and executive coaches to help them build those skills. And at the end, once they've gone through the program and have a better idea of what field they might be heading towards you know if they want to go into commercial real estate or they're looking to go into medical field or project management whatever that might be at that point we tap our network and find a mentor for them to help them navigate that initial push into into the civilian sector so that you know they've got somebody that can help them work through things. And how do you approach this? And how do I go against this? Or I found this job. What do you think? Or also if there's things that that mentor thinks they need to help make them more marketable. That's terrific. Wow. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you've got a couple other ones that are even more extensive, correct? Yeah, we do. So the Valor Journey Program is the two-year mentorship program. And with that program, the general demographic for that has been folks that have been in the military for 10 years or less. Mm. Um, And they've gotten out and the majority of them are headed straight for a particular field. And most of them are in school. A lot of them are getting their MBA Mm. or about to finish their MBA. And they're very focused on this is what I want to do. And this is where I'm going. Um, And with that program, knowing that they are more hyper-focused on the direction they're headed, we pair them up with a mentor at the beginning of that program. And that mentor makes a two-year commitment to them. Wow! So that mentor-mentee partnership is a two-year long partnership that is focused on I want to get you to the end state. I'm going to, you know, be there for yeah. you through this yeah. and and help help guide you and help you navigate that that window. Um along with the mentorship, 
they're also part of a cohort, which is usually between five and 20 people, depending on the size of the Velo Journey cohort that time. And that cohort meets once a month as well. Nice. So one month they might meet and do an activity like they go snowshoeing or go hiking. And the next month they might be doing something like how to do your resume, how to do your LinkedIn profile. Oh, awesome. So With the Valor Journey Group, we're also providing many of those similar classes and sessions that we provide to Valor Bridge, just not in that intensive eight-week time frame. We're doing it across the the time frame of the two years that they're in the program. But we want to make sure that we provide them those skills to get them going as well. Yeah. And what's so cool about that is, is even if they've been in the service for 10 years or less, they come out and they know exactly what they're going to do. They're really starting from zero as far as all the things a lot of us would take for granted. Building a network, having connections, uh, people to talk to, how to do all the things like resident. And that's really one of the cool things that this program provides. So I think it's awesome. Thank you. And it's always so nice to hear that from an outside perspective, because we feel like we're doing a good job and hitting the mark. And we're hearing that from our veterans. But it's always nice to talk to somebody else. It's like, I hear what you're doing and that's smart and that's a good way to build things. So thank you for that. From my personal experience and from what I've seen, it's, it's the networking and the making connections is as important as any skill that you have on your, on your resume. So to provide that is fantastic. You know, it's a resource that these guys wouldn't have otherwise. Right. And that's, I think that's the foundation of, of what we do. I mean, we, we do a lot, we provide a lot, but making those connections and creating a community that can continue to support them. I, I tell everyone that comes into the program, like, please don't think that when you're done with this, whether you're an eight week Valor Bridge person or a two year Valor Journey person, that you're done or that we're done right. with you. Oh, My expectation awesome. is, Once you're part of this organization, once you're part of our community, we're not going to let you go. We want you to continue to be part of our community. And and in fact, we've had great success with that. A lot of our veterans have gone through the program and then come back and been mentors, come back and help train classes, you know, attend events, support the incoming cohorts, which is, is so great. And a lot of veterans talk about losing their sense of community when they get out of the military and, and not feeling connected because there is such a sense of Mm -hmm. community and connection and, and, and family when you're in the military and they get out and they lose that. And that's, that's part of what we're trying to create and what we're trying to help fill that void is by providing that community. And that community is not just veterans. It's, community leaders, it's business professionals, it's people that can help support them and, and to your point, build that network. Yeah. And that's, um, that, that really is what our third program is. The Valor Connect program is meant to build that sense of community and connection. Awesome. And those, those offerings happen about once a quarter. We try to either pick an activity like a networking or a hike or some kind of training that might be of general interest to anyone. So we might do something on um, emotional emotional intelligence or do something on updating your LinkedIn profile or mm-hmm. something that anyone could use. Right. And then we invite our entire community. We invite... Uh. 
our alumni, we invite our current participants, we invite our board members, our supporters, our donors, people that are just like, hey, we're aware of the program. We'd love to see what you're doing. Everyone that's that that gets our emails gets those invites. Awesome. And they can attend. And that provides that interaction, that community, and also makes more connections that might not have been made in the class or with the cohort, but that yeah. builds that community and builds that sense of, of togetherness. And you know what, you're not alone. This may not be your military community, right. but we're building you a new civilian community. Well, I would assume that, you know, in learning some of the ways that military guys deal with the post-traumatic stress, the peer-to-peer therapy is, is, you know, a real kind of secret sauce to helping them. And I would also think that that's big in this situation, because if somebody comes into the program, they're like, well, is this, is this really going to help me? And if there's another, somebody who's gone through it as a veteran, who's there, it's somebody you can point to and go, it worked for him. It's going to work for me. And, and the people that have been through the program can speak to it. Yeah. I, I, and, and say, yes, it's hard or yes, it's harder than I expected, but they're going to help you get there. Yeah, exactly. And they're there for you, whatever, whatever obstacles you're, you're encountering. And that's one of the, I, one of the stories that strikes me so hard that I've learned over the, the time I've been involved um, one of the veterans who went through our Valley Journey program, he was in, a, in the MBA program. He was special forces. He'd been special forces for 13 years. He, he worked with the CIA for another five. Mm. Um, he'd had an extensive career of doing a lot of difficult things that I, I can't even wrap my head around. Sure. And he said to me, you know, he got out, he got done. He finished his MBA and he was ready to go look for a job. And he said it was the hardest thing he'd ever done. Wow. Wow. And to have somebody who I am sure has done. <laughs> right. A, Think of the things that guy's a seen. ton of very hard yeah. things to say, this is the hardest wow. thing I'd ever done. And it was really difficult, really brought home the point of <laughs> we're, we're doing good work. Yeah, and this is important. important. He, you know, came came to us as part of that and you know finding a mentor and helping yeah. him you know figure out things but i just feel like statements like that speak volumes too no kidding okay if you're saying that to me this has got to be really difficult well and it also <laughs> validates how important your work is but how do, how are how are veterans finding you and how are you how are you finding the the vets to go through the program that is probably one of our biggest hurdles is is finding the people that our program would benefit the most and and mm. getting in our our biggest thing is word of mouth you know the veterans sure. that have been through our program and are currently in our programs are our very best ambassadors and right. they tell their friends and they tell the people they've worked with and they you know they are shouting it from the rooftops and some of them are more extroverted people than others mm -hmm. and so not everybody's as loud as an ambassador but <laughs> yeah. all of them are definitely ambassadors and some of them are just like waving the rally flag for us and telling folks about it so word of mouth is great for us so the people that have been through the program who have benefited sure. who know what the value is are telling other people and they're telling stories like the veteran I was just talking yeah. about. I was like, look, I did special forces. It's hard. You need help. Yeah. Like, don't, don't 
think you can do this on your own or, you know, if you don't have to do it on your own, don't. Right. There's there's people that will help you. And I and I won't lie to you, there are a ton of veteran service organizations that support veterans, support veterans in their transition, mm-hmm. but they all fit different niches. Sure. And we're not for everybody, but we certainly want to talk to anyone and see if we can help support them. So finding them and getting to them is difficult. Word of mouth is our primary sure. piece. We're we're working our way into some of the active military bases because our programs are open to those that are getting ready to get say, out. That's, that's a great opportunity. Um, two of the folks in our Valor Bridge per- program that's happening right now are actually both still active duty. Oh, wow. Um, one works at Buckley Space Force Space and the other works um, in Colorado Springs. And they're both still active duty and they're retiring in the next one is retiring in 10 months. The other one's retiring in like 13 months, but they're getting ready. They're, they're like, I need to prep. I need to be ready when I get out so that I'm successful. So it's open to, it's not like you have to be out to be a part of the program. You just have to be getting ready to, to make that civilian sector leap. Well, and I'm assuming that a big part of your responsibility is to find the mentors and the companies that will that will step forward to say, yeah, I want to work with these guys. I want to help. Yes. And that that is one thing. I mean, we we have a great database of mentors, but we're always looking to add to it sure. because I want to make sure that when a veteran comes to me and says, I want to build space robots and we really do have one that that's what they're doing. Wow. That. I have a mentor that will fit that. So I don't have to go cold calling people on LinkedIn to say, hey, I'd like to introduce myself. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what we need from you. So we're constantly building that, sure. that database for mentors and for our supporters. And what I tell people, because when you hear a two-year mentorship, a lot of people cringe because that's a huge commitment. commitment. Mm-hmm. And we recognize that. We recognize that, that the majority of people can't make that commitment, but we have a lot of opportunities for people to contribute and be resources. So if a two-year mentor commitment sounds great to you, that's awesome. You know, get in touch with me. I'd love to have you as part of our organization. But if you want to do something less, we also with the Valor Bridge intern, Valor Bridge mentorships, we don't ask them to commit to two years. We ask them to commit to six months. So it's a lot smaller. And what we say with that is, you know what, give it six months to see how it's going. Get, Get the value out of it for both of you. And if it's working, continue it. If you continue it for a year, two years, 10 years, you become lifelong friends. Awesome. If, if it's not working, it's okay to part ways. That's all right. Um, so there's, there's the six month mentorship. And we also say, if you have a superpower, because I like to refer to skills as superpowers. If you have a superpower, you want to share with somebody, you're really good at LinkedIn profiles, or you're really good at doing presentations, or you really understand how to navigate politics and you're willing to be a resource for somebody on that, when somebody comes to me and says, I am so stuck on how to do this presentation, and I can say, hey, you know what? 
Jay is awesome at presentations. Let me make an introduction to you because Jay has said, if somebody wants to learn about how to do presentations, I more than happy to sit down with them for an hour, two hours. So we make those connections. So if you have a superpower you want to share, you tell me what that superpower (sighs) is and how you want to share it. And I will find a way for you to benefit our veterans. So it's, it's, it's all about meeting the volunteers where they are and where their greatest gift is. Cause I found over the years of volunteering and doing other things, if you let somebody do what they're good at or do what excites them, Mm -hmm. they will do it all day and not get tired and bring that passion and energy to it that just helps the person they're working with that much more. Well, and as somebody, you know, you've obviously done a lot of volunteering and I've seen a lot of done some and seen some when you volunteer in that situation, you always get more out of it than you put into it. That is very true. So tell me, um, where does this affinity for helping military people come from for you? For me personally, um, it became when I was in high school many moons ago, I learned about the Vietnam War and I learned about the treatment of vets after the war. And I was um, crushed, for lack of a better word. I I had trouble and I still have trouble understanding how we could treat other people, especially people that were serving in the military, as badly as those people were treated. And it pains me. And I kind of took it on as my own mission at that point that no matter what I was going to do, I didn't want that to happen on my watch. So if I could support the military and veteran community in any way, I was going to do that. So when the when Desert Storm started, I wrote 250 any soldier letters and I responded to whoever wrote back and I did care packages and I interacted and I made sure that, you know, they knew somebody cared and somebody was appreciative. Um, If there was opportunities to volunteer with the USO, with the VFW, I took those opportunities and I did that. And it led to me being involved with groups like AUSA and, and doing those things. And it was a natural fit for me to move into this because this was, this has been a passion project for me for a long time and something that was very close to my heart um, for a long time. And I've in the, in the course of time that I've done it, my younger siblings have joined the military. So people that know me now think that I do it because of them, but they, they started that that long after I I had my passion for it, but I have two brothers who are active duty Navy. I have a sister-in-law who's, active duty Navy and a brother-in-law who's a retired Marine oh, wow. Marine pilot. So we got a lot of military in the family now, but my, my passion for it came from a desire to make sure that no veteran got treated like the Vietnam veterans were. That's awesome. So I always say this one is not fair, but I'll ask anyways. And that's to, if you have any great stories, it's success stories that really stand out to you that kind of illustrate you know, this is why we do what we do. Oh, we have a lot of great success. I know stories. that's why it's, I always call it the Sophie's <laughs> choice question. There's a million and to ask you to pick one is not fair. Um, I would, I, you know what? I'm going to go back to 
the 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 veteran that I was telling you about, the special forces mm-hmm. veteran who, you know, got out, went through the MBA program, found Valor Journey, was going through that. And and I don't want to take full credit for this, but I believe that being a part of our program really helped with kind of figuring that out. But he ended up changing gears. He had gone into the MBA program thinking he wanted to do commercial real estate and, you know, kind of got into that and was trying to do that. And it's like, this isn't a good fit. This is not a good fit. And then was able to reverse course and go, okay, let me take the lessons I've learned and what I have for resources and ended up within networking and that kind of thing. He is now doing, um, surgical robotic wow sales but like in the operating room and supporting wow. surgeons and and it's just awesome and he's he is doing really well and very successful and loves what he does that's um, awesome i i love talking to anyone that gets energized when they talk about their work and he is definitely in that space and and as a as a full success story not only has he found success and he's doing well and he's a high performing veteran doing something that is energizing him, but he also continues to support us and is currently mentoring one of our Valor Journey associates. That's terrific. And he comes to events and he talks about our programs and he supports in every way he can. So, as as a success story, I'm like That's, you were able to support him, and he has come back and returned the favor wow. and paid it forward by supporting us. Which is one of the things when we're interviewing for applicants that we ask them is like if you're not community minded and not looking to give back in some way at some point, you're probably not a good fit for us yeah. because that's really. It's a really important core value for yeah. us is that you're giving back to the community. Well, as as somebody who's had a, a strong corporate career and now is in nonprofits, what are what are some of the lessons and leadership principles that you've learned over the years that you you really lean on today? What's the old saying? The the shot you never take is never you miss. It, you just got it. Yes, you've got to you've got to ask. You've got to move forward um you know being comfortable engaging and in the corporate world and I work for a fairly large company and there was all these divisions and all these people um networking is key. Yeah. Is you might meet the IT guy in the lunch line that you don't need today, right. but six months from now, you might really need their help. Yeah, and the you fact that you've know. developed a friendship with them is huge. So, so taking those, those skills and that ability to network and understanding that everybody is valuable yeah, and not to discredit or think, well, I'm going down this path. I don't need those people. And I just said that one of the Valor Bridge classes the other night was, you never know who you're going to need. Never know. Um, So open those doors, ask those questions, make those connections, ask somebody 
to shadow them or to have coffee to just understand their journey because that's going to help you. And 99% of people will not turn down an opportunity to talk about themselves. You're like, oh, you want to hear about my story? <laughs> Absolutely. Let me, let me, I will block an hour for uh, you. Um, such great but advice. You know, that I think is a, as a leadership thing, being open and understanding and also I'm, I'm big on servant leadership. So it's like, how can I help you and, and open those doors and understand who's where understand the structure and that don't disvalue somebody further down the chain. Great, great advice. You you don't need them. Corporate world, nonprofit world, whatever that is such great advice. So what is it that really gives you hope for the future and keeps you excited about the work you're doing? It just the 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 people I meet every day, both the veterans we serve who are amazing people who have done amazing Inspiring things. guys and women. Yes. And and are are getting ready to do even more great things. You know, I hear their stories about what they've done during their service and then I listen to them talk about what they want to do with the next 20 years. And and it's like, this is awesome. This is so wonderful that these people are going out into the world that we've been able to interact with them, that we're a part of their story now. And not not only with them, but also with the people I interact with in the community, the corporate supporters, the individual supporters who hear what we're doing and immediately say, how can I help? That's awesome. Where can I give? What can I do? We have, you know, people who are executive coaches and trainers and, and have, extremely important day jobs who say, you know what, my superpower is this, and I will come teach that class for three hours, and I'm going to do it as a volunteer. I don't want you to take money to pay me to to teach your class because it's important, and it's something I can do to give back. But just to see the the open arms and the encouragement of the community to continue to support our veterans, which really warms my heart coming from the place I just explained yeah. of, I don't want veterans to right. be treated bad, to see so many people from a diverse, diverse backgrounds jump in and say, yes, I want to help. And, and being able to find a spot for them to support us is, is huge. That's fantastic. just, I, I love it. And that's, that's what awesome. energizes me, you know, on the day yeah. that I'm like, I've been going for 10 <laughs> hours and I haven't had a break and it's just one thing after another. And then you have one of those moments yeah. where somebody's like, let me make a difference. Let me, let me help. And you see that spark or you see them interacting with one of our veterans and you're like, this is why I do it. And this awesome. is why it's okay. I'm tired. And I work for 10 hours today. <laughs> it's okay. That's great. Well, to, to change uh, gears a little bit as we, as we wind down, uh, here's kind of an off the wall one, but what is something you will listen to read or watch today? I just finished all the beautiful creatures and I loved it. Nice. So, um, I love podcasts awesome. and I am a total history nerd. Nice. So I've got a lot of podcasts on my to listen to list. Yeah. So depending on what mood I'm in, I I will usually look for one of the history podcasts and and listen to that. I always love learning little tidbits of 
I didn't know that happened. How did that know that happened? <laughs> so who would you say has been a role model for you in your career or, or in the, in the role you have today? I have so many, I owe so much to so many people who have supported me along the way. Um, I would say as a, as a role model for me and a mentor for me, um, my friend, Margie, who has been a past executive director, who's still very active in the nonprofit community. And who was introduced to me by one of our alumni. Nice. When I first started this role, he goes, I think you should meet her. And I, she has been such a great support and help and really helped me learn more and understand the executive director role and how to navigate the nonprofit world because as similar as it is to the corporate world, it is also very different. It's a, it's a similar stretch from the military to the corporate world, like structures are the same and things look the same, but there's a lot of nuances that are very different. Um, And in my, in my corporate role, I, I had so many people that helped me along the way, people, you know, above me and, and parallel to me. I mean, I could sit here for the next 10 minutes sure. and list them, but there are so many people I'm so grateful for that gave me chances, encouraged me, g- gave me support. And it's, it's something I try to do. If I can help anyone it, personally, that's like a thing I try to do is I believe in supporting other people and seeing them succeed. And, it doesn't hurt me to help somebody else do better. Right. It's not a zero sum game. Um, right. So tell me other than salute Colorado, is there an organization out there that you, that you really admire the work they're doing or want to give a shout out to? I have, in addition to the the military nonprofits that I still support, you know, AUSA and USO, which are great. Um, March of dimes and make a wish still hold huge places yeah. in my heart since I work with them over the years. And then life is better, which is a rescue here in the Denver area. Um, they are also very, very close to my heart. And that's um, my, my dog, Archie, who is, see now I'm going to get all emotional. Uh, um, my dog, Archie is gone now. He was from them and he was awesome. Um, they, they are great. And their um, their founder, Georgia Cameron is an amazing human being. Just, just amazing. Amazing. That's fantastic. So last one, if anybody wants to learn more about Salute Colorado, how they can be a mentor, how they can financially support what you're doing, just learn more about the organization, become involved. What should they do? Uh, They go check out our website is the first place that's got a lot of great information about who we are. It's salutecolorado.org. They are also welcome to reach out to me. I am happy to talk about the organization, uh, talk about your superpower, tell you where to send a check, um, whatever that might be. Um, My name and contact information is all over the website, but it's Andrea at salutecolorado.org. I'd love to hear from anyone. um, And we, we love to share superpowers and we're always looking for supporters and and donors and that kind of thing so you know if anybody wants to give back and this has sparked their interest i would love to talk to them well we will put all that in the show notes andrea one of my favorite things is when i learn of people where their passions and their superpowers collide that's obviously you keep up the great work uh so impressed by what you're doing and uh cheers for continued success 
Thank you so much. And thank you for, for doing what you do and getting the word out about some great organizations. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Andrea for her work with Salute Colorado. This podcast was brought to you by JC Charity and Event Services. If you're interested in how I might be able to bolster your efforts or help your team achieve its goals, I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. To learn more about Salute Colorado and how you can support or volunteer to advance its efforts and make a big difference with a military veteran, visit salutecolorado.org. Check the show notes for links, and if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better.